Hud one, hud two, it's time to go. We come through on fourth and inches and we'll stop until we scope. Had the game ahead, locked and put it in a figure four. We ain't worried about a hater, baby, we just build and grow. The Joe and Joey show, football, b-ball fights, pick a topic like Khabib on his run. Yeah, they tried but couldn't stop us. Watch it, yeah, we rockin' hot as Puerto Rico, we the wave. Go on and place your bets, check the over-under, we the fade. Yeah. It's no debate, we the greatest, but we debating your favorites. Greater raise the points of discussion, then we push it. Feeling like Michael Jordan with the Bulls. Feeling like I'm about to raise KG with the Timber Bulls. I'm getting pulled in all kinds of directions. To the game, yeah, you know that that's the best one. So just watch or just listen to the guys. Tune in to the show. Joe and Joey on the ride. All right, Podcast 28. Today we have a special guest, former Miami-Dade police officer and my dad, Mr. Joe Diaz. What's going on, Dad? Oh, feeling great. Happy to be part of this podcast with you guys. And of course, we have Joe here too. Yeah, thanks for having us <laughs> in your home. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's a long time coming. We were talking about doing this for a while, so glad it's here now, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, every time me and Joe, every time you come up, he always talks about the steak you made, the pineapple steak. Remember that chimichurri. one? Chimichurri. Oh, the man, chimichurri one? I perfected that. I had some, we had some last week, and it's, I got it down. Dude, that's like yeah. his favorite steak of all time. It's mine, too. Tarasco. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, now I get it at uh, Fresh Market, and it's like... Even better? Even better than Costco or Publix, and it's you sh- good. You should, like, try to sell that recipe. Well catering it's like a secret recipe yeah but i'm just enjoying retirement going to baseball games and yeah speaking of baseball i mean evan's doing really well with the arizona diamondbacks oh yeah that team i'm telling you that's a special team i watch out for that team i know a lot of people had them not favored but i keep an eye on those guys yeah evan evan longoria is my brother-in-law what is i guess he's my my, uh, son-in-law son-in-law yeah yeah He's on the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. He's doing really well. He's having a good postseason, better yeah. than the regular yeah, season. Yeah, so. uh, he had a great series against the Brewers defensively. He was mm-hmm. amazing. Did you see that diving catch he made on ESPN, Evan? No, I haven't seen it. Dude, it was sick. It was like the first playoff game, right? Yeah, against the Brewers. He was, he was balling. On. I mean, defensively, I think I, he's still the best. I mean, he's a three-time Gold Glove winner, and he's good. I mean, he's really good, even at, at his age. And he's having a lot of fun. I mean, he's playing with a bunch of young kids, and it's re-energized them, and he's doing good. He mm-hmm. loves it over there. I feel like a change of scenery like that, when you go to different teams, it, like, just, like, revives your career because, you know, you have to prove yourself to new coaches and your new teammates and stuff, so kind of, like, revitalizes your career almost. It does, and yeah. and he's being a veteran. They look at him as a as a mentor, and, you know, what he says they, they carries a lot of weight because he's been there – 16 seasons he's been a two three-time all-star three-time gold glove winner so yeah he's making a, a difference and he loves it that's undervalued too you know having a veteran in the locker room like that i think a lot of general managers value that oh of course it brings yeah. stability especially a team full of young kids i mean they're 23 year olds gabby the catcher's 23 carol's 23 mm-hmm. i mean they're young even the kid they hit the home run yesterday thomas yeah. 23 they're all very young yep series is tied 2-2 now so whoever wins the next two games goes to the world series probably going to play houston right uh yep the astros Uh, it looks like the astros i mean the astros won yesterday it's funny they lost two at at home and then they won three in in texas so now they're going back to houston for two 
So I don't know how they keep winning even after that cheating scandal, the Houston Astros. Well, but they just they keep winning. They keep. Yeah. I mean, that, that goes to show you that. Yeah, they might have had an advantage, but they're just solid all around good players. I mean, they got, yeah. you know, their lineup is Crazy. up and down solid. Joe, Joe, did you know that um, the team Evans playing right now, the Phillies, they have Castellanos on the team, Nick Castellanos? Yeah, I think I think he was supposed to go to the Marlins originally, right? Yeah. And Derek Jeter tried to bring him in, and then the owner yeah. didn't want to sign him, and then he left. Well, yeah, Derek Jeter was a whole f- debacle. I mean. That guy, yeah, he didn't I mean, do anything for the Marlins. Like, we're better without him. Yeah, the Marlins were surprising this year. They, they turned it around, and they were, they were pleasant surprises. I didn't think that that um, they had the kind of players they had, but, you know, they changed managers and, and front office people, and look at them. They made the wild card. So I watch them next year. I, they're serious contenders now. Yeah, up and coming, so. Oh, yeah. Imagine if we would have had Fernandez still alive. Oh, yeah. well. And two Cy Young winners. Yeah, poor guy. I mean, yeah. he's... I mean, he's been gone for, I think, four or five years already. It's been so. a while now. Yep. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, um, I know you have crazy stories that you could share, but any, like, can you share anything about your career as a police officer? You were a lieutenant for, you were a police officer for 20 years and you made your way up the ranks 30. to a lieutenant. 30 years. Right. I started when I was 20 years old. I moved up the ranks. I went to the detective bureau. Uh, we, uh, then I was a sergeant. For about 13 years, then I became a lieutenant. I was a lieutenant for eight years. And, I mean, I got so many stories that we don't have enough time to cover them. But, you know, I made it for 30 years. I served and made it, and retirement is great. Oh, yeah. Living that uh, pension life now. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So that's the uh, the move, the pension. Yeah, I started at different times in policing. I mean, from when I started to now, I just, you know, every day I see those guys out there. I I pray for them and, and... Hopefully they make it home like I did. Yeah, much respect to the police. Um, they thank keep you. us safe. So, yeah, thank you absolutely. for your service and everything you yes, did. Thank for you for your service. service. No, it's an honor to serve. Dade County and uh, Broward County. So, yeah, Dade County. That. Yeah, Dade County was rough. Yeah. So. Do you think it's worse? It was worse when you were working or no? Definitely worse when I was working. When I started, there was like the. It was a big. Um, that was a cocaine like the cocaine cowboy era. Yeah. yeah, and I got recruited to go work narcotics at a young age. So, yeah, that was like very. I mean, it it was like like, like the wild, wild west. It yeah. was bad in those times. But, you know. Joe, it, what was that chick in the 80s, the, the Rizalda drug lord? Blanco Rizalda, or something like oh, that? Rizalda Blanco, yeah. She was, that chick was a murderer. I mean, she was ruthless. She'd kill you in a second. But, but she ran like the cocaine down here, right? She the, Well, she was like, she did. She ran it. She did a big part of it. But, you know, there were so many... Players back in the day, I mean, one would get taken out, another one would take her place, and or she would take somebody else's place. But eventually, she got deported, and, and she was killed in Colombia. So, mm-hmm. but she had a crew of hitmen and, and people working for her that was, that were downright murderers. I mean, they would kill you in a second. So. Dude, I saw, like, a documentary in, like, the 80s where when she would go to a club, she would have, like, 100 security bodyguards there, and the police, they couldn't get to her if they tried. Uh, you know, that's like a... Or is that like a myth? That's a myth. That's a myth? That's a myth. Because okay. I've, I've been in those clubs with her, and, and she showed respect to... You no, know, she, she knew who, who was who in the zoo. She didn't yeah. want, she didn't want no yeah, problems. States. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's ruthless, but she knows yeah, that yeah. we got guns and, and we'll fight back. So that's kind of like yeah. a myth. She's just like, all right, I want to make my money, sell drugs. And yeah, no, she, she tried to stay away from the police. And yeah. She didn't... 
and maybe in Colombia it's like that, right? You know, but here no, it doesn't. It doesn't work yeah. like that here. That's yeah. Crazy. The, the Miami the days in here. the '80s must have been like crazy oh, man, with the cocaine you, and stuff. I, I loved being a cop during those times. It was to me. I tell everybody, you know, I don't do drugs, but the best drug in the world is adrenaline, mm-hmm. and that can't that high you never get with drugs or anything like that. It's just that adrenaline rush, and then the come down is like. Yeah, you're in that fight or flight pretty much, like at work well, all the time. With us, it's all fl- all fight. There's no weak flight. We, you know, we we don't retreat. We fight. You know. No, I'm just like, saying, like sympathy. No, I'm just saying, where most of us are, like you know, fight. I'm sure there's guys that flight, and but no, for the most part, it's a fight to the end. You know. It must have been insane back then. Yeah, in Miami in the '80s. Oh yeah, crazy. It, was, it was crazy, crazy times. Anything else you want to ask uh, my dad before we get into the first topic about his police career? Um, no, I don't think so. I know your dad pretty well. You yeah. know, he's seen us grow up as oh, kids yeah. and coached you guys. And he was our basketball coach, football, football coach, coach yeah. championship yeah. basketball yeah. team. Those yeah. fun times coaching yeah. you guys. And yeah, we won a couple of football championships and baseball and basketball championships. Yeah. That was yeah, fun. We did. That, was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And the rec leagues and I know and the rec leagues and we were in the little, the Pines league and crazy how time flies like that. Right. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. We had a great yeah. childhood. Dude, amazing. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, and now I feel sorry for the kids now because every time I see them, they're all with their iPads and yeah, it's phones, not the same. and then I'm having fun like you guys or I had as a kid. I mean, when I was a kid, we had nothing. We had four channels, and that was it. But I, I was talking a- about that with Joe. It's like our generation was the last generation to actually, we kind of grew up with the technology. We weren't born with like iPads when we were right. like two years old. So we were outside, yeah. but like now, like Gen X, Gen Z, those kids are like Oh, done. yeah. Oh, they're they're... I mean, with the grandkids, I see them. They have to have dinner with their iPads, and and it's it's they're they're missing the best times of their life just because they're married to an iPad or an iPhone. Or I mean, me and Joe, we'd be outside playing basketball or football all day, yeah, all, remember, day all night. Yeah, I remember. with you guys yeah. playing basketball. And when mom called back in the house, and when my mom called, it was that's it. And it was great times. I I wish that this generation could experience that. I don't but, see any kids, like a pack of kids on their bikes. No, you don't see that anymore. You don't see kids house. playing stickball. You don't see kids riding their bikes. I mean, I remember going to the house and all your bikes were out in the front and, and you guys are in the backyard playing football. It's just different. Mm-hmm. It's different times. It's just a different time. Yeah, it is sad. Very sad. I, I mean, it is what it is. All right, let's get into our first topic. First quarter of the show. Miami Dolphins. Five and one. Uh, our only losses to the Buffalo Bills. We got spanked in that one. Number one offense in the league, passing and rushing. Our defense is bottom 10. Where do you think the Dolphins go from here? Are we a potential Super Bowl team or are we just playoffs one and done? How do you see the Dolphins season going? Well, I, I definitely see them. They're a definite Super Bowl contender. I'm, I'm back on the bandwagon. I think that their weakness, I mean, offensively, forget it. They're, they can't be stopped. Defensively is when they start getting Rose. I mean Jalen back and and some some other defensive players have to be playing a little bit better. I think they're going to contend. If not, I see them as being if their defense doesn't improve, I see them as being like the old Miami Dolphin Dan Marino teams, just high powered offense but no defense. Run and gun all offense, Run and no gun, defense. Yeah, and you yep. know what? Then you face a team in the Super Bowl like the 49ers that have a great all-around team and 
they can't they can't hang with them. So hopefully, I see them improving. I like their coordinator. I know that you know might be a difference of opinion, but I like Vic uh, Fangio. I think he's he'll get them to to where they need to be. And I see them improving every week. It's not like they're getting worse, but it's going to be a good test on on Sunday night with the Eagles. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, what about you, Joe? I I agree. Um, I think we are Super Bowl contenders. You know, I think it obviously all revolves around Tua if he stays healthy, you know, which is a big if. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't want to see what happened last year, obviously, to anybody. Three concussions in one yeah. year, maybe four. Um, but I think McDaniel, the head coach and the play caller, you know, he's he's not giving the defensive line of the other team a chance to even get to Tua. Everything's you know, one or two seconds, and he's getting it out kind of like how Tom Brady used to do. You know, can't really sack him. Um, Would you say the Dolphins' season right now, are we more successful because of McDaniel or because Tua has taken the next step, or it's a combination of both? I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. I think he's allowed Tua to, like Joe was saying, get the ball out quick, and they're always running motion, and, there's you know, players are moving all over the place, and that speed is killer. I so mean, do you think do you think it's more like Tyreek Hill or Tua, like would be considered the MVP so far this well, year? Well, I well I think that the MVP would be if I had to pick right now, it'd be Tyreek because his numbers Hill. are crazy. Yeah, but I think just the coaching and overall um, offensive style of play. I mean, he keeps some he keeps the defense guessing. Yeah. So I, I like the coach. I mean, I I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on it because it's like. You look at the Patriots situation, look at Bill Belichick. He, he looks awful. Same with uh, Sean Payton, right? No Drew Brees, no Tom Brady, you don't have Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Your team is just, it's just not good, right? So for me, it's is it really McDaniel or is it because Tua took that next step? And, you know, he's been training with our guy, Nick Hicks, and perform in Fort Lauderdale. He's yeah. been getting him right. He's been working on his mechanics. I mean, Tua's been to jiu-jitsu. He knows how to fall now so he doesn't get hurt. And... I don't know. What do you think, Joe? I think I agree with what your dad said with Tyreek being the MVP. I mean, you look at all the analysts on ESPN and all those channels, they, they all have Tyreek as the guy. I think if we lost Tyreek, obviously this would be a way different team. Yeah. He just changes the way the game is played with his speed and yeah. stuff like that. Is I he going to break the 2,000 yards, you think, the record? I don't think so. I don't think they care. I think he cares a little bit, but they care about winning first. And, you know, I could see him getting doubled and then Waddle starts. Because I feel like Waddle's slowed down a little bit this year. His numbers are still pretty good, but I just think Tyreek is the main reason we're here right now. Well, I, I think he's going to shatter the 2,000 yards. I mean, right now, it's not even half the season. And he's like, man, he's, third, what is it, 1,300 yards or something Is he like really that? at 13? I think, I think he's at like eight or nine, 900. Eight or, nine? eight or 900 yards. Yeah, I was like. If you like go to the middle of the season, I think I think he's gonna do it. But yeah. if he doesn't no, get hurt, I think, I think he's, he's on like pace, at yeah. thirteen. I mean, I gotta look at that. I think it's more. They had him like at some crazy stat. I was looking the other day, and I think he's gonna. If he gets, if he doesn't get hurt, he's gonna destroy that record because he can't be. I mean, they don't cover him, and I don't understand these defenses. I mean, they don't play him with a safety over the top, so he's gone on. You know all those. Hitch and goes, he's gone. I mean, he runs by him like he's not even there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm impressed with Tyreek and Tua, obviously, but A-Chain, too. The running back, wait till we get him Big back, too. Big draft pick. Oh, man, that was huge. 
I, I didn't see that coming. That, that was a huge and pleasant surprise, that guy. He looks like the fastest guy on the team. He looks faster than Tyree Kill yeah, when he, he does. gets the ball. It's crazy. Yeah, he's just got to work on his. I think he's got a little bit of a fumbling problem, but I think that's correctable. Mm-hmm. And he's, like I said, he's a pleasant surprise. I like him. So you weren't super high on Tua coming into the year. I would say Joe was the highest on Tua. I was probably in the middle of all three of us. Or has your opinion changed? Because you didn't think he was a top 10 guy. You thought right. he was like 15, 20-ish. Do you think he's top 10 or even top five? I think he's top three. Now I think he's top three. Yeah, I was never a big Tua fan only because of his injuries, and I thought we like should have gotten Herbert instead of him. But That's looking know, like it's kind of evening out now. It's huh? evening out, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, 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 but the thing with Tua, what scares me is like what Joe's saying is the, um, the concussions. I mean, he's like one concussion away from being out three, four games, and that's – that's the only concern I have with him, but he's he's proved me wrong. I mean, he's he's solid. I like him. Yeah, I think the thing with Tua, and I watched him, you know, at Alabama. He had four first-round receivers at Alabama, three first-round offensive linemen, two first-round running backs. So it's kind of hard to yeah. see how he's going to play in the NFL with, you know, obviously lesser talent going to a bad Dolphins team. But I think his superpower – or whatever you want to call it, is his accuracy and his anticipation. I think he does that better than almost anybody in the league right now. Um, he, obviously the injuries and, you know, he, he does force stuff a little bit too much. I'd like to see the Dolphins run the ball between the tackles a little more, even though we have, you know, the best passing offense in the league. We also have the best rushing offense in the we league, We got too. the best offense, yeah. But I'm pleasantly surprised with the offensive line. I mean, I, I think they're running in, inside the tackles. I mean... Every time I see Mostert or Shane take off, they're running off tackle and even in between the guard and center. Right now they got a top 10 rated offensive line. Well, their offensive line, I think, is giving giving up the least sacks in the league, like six, I think. That's probably because our offense, we get the ball out quick, but, I mean, hey, whatever works, works. Yeah, I mean, mean, he gets out. Well, that's the way McDaniels likes it. I mean, it's like a two-step drop and get rid of the ball, Mm -hmm. you know. You never see, like, you know, him holding the ball or, or, or coming out of the pocket that much. I will say um, all the teams the Dolphins have beaten to this point are below 500. They're bad teams, right? Even the Chargers, they're not really that good this year either. And the one team that is good, that is a playoff team that's going to contend for the Super Bowl, Buffalo, they blew us out. So the Dolphins right now, according to ESPN, Pro Football Focus, they have the, no- the hardest remaining strength of schedule out of any team the rest of the year. Does that concern you at all that they've only beaten teams under 500 and we haven't really been tested yet besides Buffalo and look what happened there? I don't, it's not concerning. Um, Buffalo, we've always struggled with. Um, you know, their, their team is, when they're healthy, Buffalo's a top three or four team in the NFL. You know, division game, the Dolphins put up 70 the week before. So they're, you know, the media is crowning them as the Super Bowl champions after we put 70 on the Broncos. And I think it was a little bit humbling for the Dolphins to go into Buffalo and play a complete team. Um, like the 49ers, all three phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. But I'm not concerned. You know, we got the Cowboys. They look like frauds to me, honestly. Um, Ravens. We've, it's looking we like the Chargers were year. frauds, though. Honestly, we beat the Chargers first game, and they suck. The, Cow- like the Cowboys are a hard team to figure out, though. Yeah. Look what they did last week. I mean, when everybody's counting them to lose, they 
turn around and win. And but to me, the Chargers aren't a good team, though. No, the Chargers. Aren't, I don't think they're a good team. On paper, they're an amazing team. On Bosa. paper, but they're not playing good, though. That's the thing. I think losing Williams is huge for them too. I know yeah. Allen is good, but I think that was a big loss. The Williams loss. Yeah. I think their coach sucks. The Chargers guy, I, I Staley. Fired him off that guy's horrible. Dolphins game. He would have been gone for me. That quick. That quick. Yeah. I think we've seen enough of him, you know, going for it on fourth and two on your own 20-yard line. He's still got 80 yards mm-hmm. to go, and he's turned the ball over. Because it looks like Herbert's regressing, too. Like, he doesn't look like he did two years ago when he was, like, with Dan Marino on par for the most, like, passing yards to start a career. He kind of looks like he's regressing a little bit. Well, he's not improving. He, does, he doesn't look like, yeah, this year he looks like he's going, he's regressing a bit. Last year he had a, st- a great year, though. But this year, I don't, yeah. That division too, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Uh, but you know when you were saying about you know there there's the, in the NFL you're gonna play a series of like weak teams and then you're gonna get the hard schedule. I want to see them play the, the the good teams now, and this is where you're gonna find out what they really are. Well, we got a test on Sunday night, oh, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles, but they're coming off a loss to the Jets. But I was talking to Joe yesterday, and I was I don't think that's that bad of a loss to the Jets because the Jets they do have a good team besides the quarterback Zach Wilson they do have a good team like offense defense they have the skill position and they have the good defense so I mean their defense was top five last year so I don't think that's that bad of a loss so what do you think about the Eagles and Dolphins do the Dolphins pull that one out in Philadelphia or are the Eagles gonna win I'm I think the Dolphins are gonna gonna win outright um this is what happens when, you know, I think that when they played the Jets, that's the classic trap game. They're thinking about the Dolphin game. They're not paying any attention to the to the Jets, and look what happens. They, you know, they lose a game they should have never lost. But the NFL, hey, the other team's getting a paycheck too, so they're not going to, exactly. like, lay down and, and fold. So, But I, I like the Dolphins. You like the Dolphins? Oh, for sure. Like, I like the Dolphins. Yeah, I like the Dolphins versus anybody, really. I mean, I've – I bit big on that Buffalo game and loss, but I think the Eagles, their offense is really simple. It's mm-hmm. it's a little more predictable than what Buffalo's gonna do. You know, they know they have the horses up front on the offensive line. Kelsey, you know, Dickerson, all Lane Johnson, those guys. I think they're gonna try and establish the run with DeAndre Swift and those running backs. But their pass offense is kind of predictable to me. They don't do a lot of motion. I agree. You know, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown are, are elite receivers. But I think the Dolphins can do enough to at least stay in the game till the end. And then I like our offense to win the game. I'm, yeah. I'm worried. I think, I think the Dolphins are going to get blown out by the oh. Eagles. I mean, did you see how bad their, def- their defense is so bad? Bryce Young, we were watching the game. He looked like the best quarterback in the league on the first two drives. They went down and scored easily. I mean, what do you think Philadelphia is going to do with the best offensive line A.J. Brown, he's number two receiver behind Tyreek Hill right now. He's having a great year. The Eagles guy, Devontae Smith. I mean, if you pair up the best offensive line against our horrible defense, I, I just... Yeah, but I think the Dolphins got involved in also like a little bit of a trap. Yep. Because after the second after the second touchdown that they scored, they basically shut them out the rest of the game. You know, and I think the Eagles haven't seen anything offensively like the Dolphins have. I don't think anybody in the league... They play the Dolphins. I've seen that kind of speed, so I don't think if it comes to to speed, and I don't think their defense can can match up with the Dolphins. I I got the Dolphins on this one. Yeah, and Philadelphia's secondary's banged up. 
I don't yeah. think they're gonna have their best corner slay for this game. Slay. I think yeah. he's out. Yeah. Good. But their D line is they have like the best O line D line them in San Francisco in the league. And their D line, the rookie they drafted, Jalen, what's his name? Uh, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. Carter. He's like the best D line in D line in the NFL. The he's NFL. a rookie. Yeah, he's a it was, that was a that was a steal and a half. And that was yeah. a steal. That guy should have been like the first pick in the draft, but well, I mean, or up there. He should have been up, up there. there. But yeah. I think it was his off the field. And I always talk about this with my dad. You know, football players don't have to be necessarily role models. You just want them to go out there on Sunday and dominate. That's the Jerry Jones model. That guy would draft yeah. anybody. <laughs> he don't care. And that's why Jerry Jones needs to step back and get a GM. Yep. I agree. And like Belichick. I think Belichick, they're going to tell him, look, if you don't get a GM, you're, you're out of here. Because, I mean, what he's getting is, is no good. Garbage. Garbage. I mean, garbage. When you're taking the, I mean, Devontae Parker, come on. We saw him here, and that guy's always, like, injured, can't catch, and ball hits him in the hand, it drops it. And, uh. Have you finally, both of you, have you finally come around to that it was never Bill Belichick and it was all Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick never won anything before Tom Brady as a head coach, and he'll never win anything after Tom Brady? Wow. I'm sold on that, too. Uh, thank you. Did you I'm you on really? that bandwagon. Yeah, thank yeah. you. But you guys... Oh, but, but what has he done but, without? Let me tell you, that guy. You're right in a in a in a certain sense, but that guy was a great defensive coordinator when he was with um, Parcells Parcell. with the Giants. Those yep. Giant teams with uh, Taylor, those guys were coached by him. And then he went to the Browns, and I think he was with the Jets for like a day, and then he went to the Patriots. And I think it's the Patriot way worked, and and would when they got Brady in the sixth round and. He didn't play the first year. He was like the fourth quarterback. And then once he gets in, look what happens. And it's just that Patriot way worked. It was a combination of things. I mean, they had a great defense, great run, great offensive line, great, you know. They would lose like Walker. They would get Edelman. They would always have replaceable. And that's coaching too, you know. But Tom Brady, that's the GOAT. I mean, But that's what I'm saying, why it can't be Belichick. Because Tom Brady... He's the greatest player ever. He covered for Belichick's flaws. And look, first year he left New England, he goes to Tampa and wins the Super Bowl. Tampa, and what? I think Tampa was loaded on defense. Tampa had a great team. Yeah, but they didn't make team. the playoffs the year before. They were like 8-8. Eight and eight Right, and that's what, well, look what happens. Look at what Brady does. He takes yeah. them. And that, that, def, that team was solid on defense, and they had very good offensive players. But I, I don't know. I don't, the facts, you can't back I, up I Bill Belichick that, with the facts. I just think that... Belichick needs to just coach and, and not be the GM and the coach. If, mm -hmm. And I think that's what they're going to say to him. Look, you got to, you got to like, you know, just concentrate on coaching. We'll get you a good GM. And I think they're going to fire him. There's reports of like Robert Kraft, like not happy with the way Belichick's running well, things. They might fire him. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, that guy wants to win and he's been winning for 20 years and yeah, maybe it's not working. And I think that's, they're going to get him a GM, and if he doesn't agree to it, then they're going to let him go. Mm -hmm. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. To round out our football segment right now, you know what teams are kind of about right now halfway through the season. What's your Super Bowl prediction halfway through the season? Who do you have going to the Super Bowl? This might be a shocker to you guys. Even though I'm, like, sold on the Dolphins, I think Kansas City. Again? Oh, no. And... Because, you know what? I hope I'm wrong. And I hope that that they beat them. But I still, you got to go with, with that team. Because Mahomes is like, 
God, that's that's like think the next goat. But you know what? Yeah. It, I hope I'm wrong, and and I think it's going to be Philly again. Um, you think it's a Super Bowl rematch? I think it's going to be Philly. If they well, not your boy Brock Purdy. If they play, <laughs> if if Purdy is healthy and they play in San Francisco, it's going to be San Francisco. And I actually think they could beat him, but. They had kind of like a letdown game against the Browns. I think that was a little... But the Browns have an elite defense. Their defense is like the best yeah, in the league. still, they had no quarterback in that game. Mm. It's a trap. That could be a trap game too, honestly. Yeah. They're not going to go undefeated like the 72 but, Dolphins. Well, I don't think... And they're... McCaffrey and Debo got hurt in that game, so it's like... Yeah, but still, I mean, they're you shouldn't lose to the Browns. I mean, that that's... That's a... Yeah. Super Bowl... Uh, I'm going to stick think? with my pick. I'm going to go Dolphins and Eagles in the Dolphins Super Bowl. and Eagles. So I think we're getting a preview of the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, you called that in the night. beginning of the year. Yep. That, that was pretty good. I think mine was Bengals and who did I have? I think you had the Ravens at one point. Then no, you switched I, I, to I switched the on them, yeah. I think I was Bengals and Niners was my Super Bowl preseason. But I'm going to go, I'm going to switch. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going Dolphins, Lions in the Super Bowl. Dolphins, Lions. Dude, the Detroit Lions look legit. Let me tell you, I keep telling you, I, I keep telling him that the Lions are the real deal, and he doesn't believe me. How mad was I at our parlay last week? Oh my week? God, I've never <laughs> seen so many f bombs in my life. Yeah, even the dogs were scared. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude, Tampa shit the bed so bad that was embarrassing. That's what you get yeah, from Baker Mayfield. You never know. One yeah, day, yeah, you never know with him. And yeah, but I, they're at home, coming off a bye, extra time to prepare, rest, and they yeah, still got blown but up. Still, man. It, I, when they were on Hard Knocks last year, I, that's when I realized that's an up and that team's going to be yeah, a real deal. Yeah, they're up and coming. And let me tell you, I like their coach, and I wish no. Actually, I'm happy with what we got. But he was a he was our interim coach for a little bit for the Dolphins, and that guy, I like the way he coaches. I like the way he motivates. And look at Golf. I mean, I think they're there's that's a solid team. Yeah. And I think that team could beat the Eagles and the 49ers. Goff's a stud. They stole, I mean, they traded him for Matthew Stafford, yeah. and they got picks for oh, yeah. Matthew Stafford. And look at the picks they got are, like, paying off. St. Brown. Yeah. Um, who else did they get? Hutchinson. Hutchinson was yeah. a steal. I mean, we put out a reel uh, the other day. Jared Goff's playing second best in the league right now behind Tua. His passer rating, QBR, is second behind Tua. Yeah. They just, they had that weird loss at, at at home against Seattle, but but Seattle's good. Seattle's you don't really think good Seattle's team. good? But I don't think Seattle's good. I, I think on Seattle. Paper, they they have some guys on that team. If you watch that Bengals game last week, they should have won. Pete Carroll called like some stupid ass plays at the end of the game, which lost him the game. And then he tried to go for two at one point in the game. Is I don't know. That was like a coaching loss, but I wouldn't give up on the Bengals though. I think they're they're turning it around. Yep. All right, let's get into our second topic: UFC 294. Let's start with Chamaev. And Usman, right? Chemaev is a two to one favorite. Actually, he's a three to one favorite now. We'll start with you, Joe. Chemaev or Usman? Who you got? I t- I got Chemaev. You know, he's a lot younger. I think Usman's a little past his prime. You know, thirty five years old. That mm-hmm. seems to be the age in the UFC where you where they hit the wall, you start to decline a little bit. Um, I'm not saying Usman's a pushover. You know, we talk about it all the time. He's defended his belt. 12 or 13 times, I He's believe. got, like, the second most title defenses in UFC history behind uh, GSP. Yeah, and, you know, he was dominating that fight against Edwards when he was the champion, then he just got knocked out in the very end. That head kick was bad. He probably could have just danced around the last 
two minutes of the fight and easily won by decision. But I think that changed the trajectory of the last years of his career a little mm-hmm. bit, especially, you know, being knocked out that bad like that and his confidence. But I think Chemayev's he's still hungry. He's up and coming. So I, I see him either knocking Usman out or winning, you know, by submission or something like that. Because he's a good wrestler, too. Dad, let me ask you. So Usman... He's coming in on 10 days notice, hasn't had a full training camp. He hasn't fought in like six to eight months, but Jemaya hasn't fought in like a whole year, a year either. It's been a while. But he's been, he's been in camp for 20 weeks. He's in prime shape. They're both, they both were 170 years, but they're moving up to 185. So they're fighting a weight class above what they're used to. Like I said, Usman, uh, the guy that was supposed to fight Jemaya pulled out. They called Usman, steps in 10 days notice. Does that make a huge difference in this fight? Or can Usman just go out there and say, you know what? Like, I don't have the cardio I would have. I need to knock this guy out. I can't dance around. Like, tell me your thoughts on that. Well, I'm, I'm going to go opposite. I'd like, I'm going to take Usman, I think, at 35 for fighters. I mean, I don't think that's that old. And, and the guy's demonstrated he's got great cardio. And maybe he doesn't need to be in the gym as long as the younger guys. I I think he's going to be rested, and I think I'm going for the upset on this one with Usman. I think yep. he, I think that he he's got a lot of power, and and it only takes one good hit, you know, and he's 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 done. But it's going to be tough. I I'm but I kind of like him in this fight. I don't know. I like him because of the short span that and that he just got called, and I'm I kind of like him from watching him. Yeah, I like Usman in this fight, too, just because of what Chemayev does really well. So does Usman. They're both elite wrestlers. Usman's only been taken down twice in his entire UFC career. That's what Chemayev wants to do. He wants to take you down. Mm-hmm. And if he can't take you down, like we saw in the Burns and Chemayev fight, it's like a 50-50 stand-up fight. And a lot of people think that Chemayev lost that fight. They yeah. both. I mean, that shot, we were, we were talking earlier, mm-hmm. the shot that Chemayev took... Where his head did like a 360, yeah, and he survived. That was insane, yeah, that was right? Crazy. That was yeah, a great fight. I never seen anybody take a shot like that and not go down. I mean, Burns must have been so dejected after that because, man, you take you punch somebody like that and your head does that freaky. It looked like poltergeist, yeah. and I mean, it's like. But you've been you've been in a lot of fights in your career. Oh yeah. You can't take many shots like that. Oh no! I mean, I. You can't. I mean, those shots. I mean, they rattle your brain. I've taken shots. I've had my jaw broken. I, I mean, but you got to just keep fighting. And, and some of these guys, you just got to, like, basically kill them to, for them to lose. They don't quit, you know. And that guy proved that he could take a, a hell of a punch and keep going. And if it's a stand-up yeah. fight, I kind of give it to Usman. But it's, it's kind of like a coin toss. Yeah. I don't think he should be a three to one favorite. That's yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy yeah, to that's me. A crazy, you know, Usman, he's only been favored to lose a fight like once in his entire career. And then this is the second time. Even when he got knocked out by Leon and they rematched for a third time and Leon favored. won a decision, he was still fa- like a two to one favorite. So this is the first time or second time that Usman is like a severe like underdog in this fight. So do you think he should be a three to one favorite, Chemayev, or no? no? If I was betting on it, I would bet on Usman. But I, I would try and probably, you know, if I'm betting on Chemayev, I'd try to find like, like how he's bet. gonna win, yeah. like a prop bet. If he's gonna win by submission or knockout, I'd probably take one of those. I'm gonna go Usman 
third round TKO. That's what I'm doing. I think I think Chimaev's gonna win the early rounds because he comes out super aggressive. And I think he's gonna try to take him do- try to take him down and try to wrestle him. But Usman is like an elite wrestler. Like he no one takes him down. He's gotten taken down like twice in his entire career. So if he can stuff the takedowns and make it just like a stand-up war, I think Usman can win because he's got one of the best jabs in the UFC. So And I think well the only thing that worries me about that is the 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 reach, because mm-hmm. I think he doesn't have the reach that. that I think um, they're pretty similar, actually. You think? The reach, yeah. They're, the reaches are similar. Mm-hmm. I'm not I sure. He looks a little bit not taller than. Chimaev's taller. Chimaev's He's like the got reach, like. I think the reach might be a little bit longer, but yeah, that's. The thing that concerns me is the is the ten days notice. The guy's not going to have cardio like he would if he was in a full camp. I'm not as concerned about that, especially with his experience and yeah. his age. And his age, yeah. yeah. That's why I see that as a fa- as a positive form. Do so you now, think he's gonna come out like slow and try to like gas the guy out, like gas Chimaev out? Uh, Usman, no, I, I think he's gonna do a, like a methodical. You know, yeah. he's gonna be very, very physically. He's gonna be. He's gonna fight his fight. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, you he's think not, the experience is definitely Yeah, he's not going to go out and just, you know, go all out in the first 30 seconds and try to, no, I think he's going to fight. Okay. It's going to be a go-to-the-distance kind of fight. Yeah, and we know Usman's really disciplined too, right? You know, he's been the champion for right. That's that's yeah a long time. We've seen Chimaev miss weight before, you know, yeah. by 5 or 10 pounds. So I think, I don't think it should be a 3-to-1 favorite. And, and you know, he's like the new up-and-coming prospect, undefeated, pay-per-view guy. Everybody loves him. Dana White wants him to win because he sells a lot of pay-per-views. So, I mean, that could, like, play into it, why he's such a heavy favorite. But I don't know. That 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 seems like a trap to me, that fight. I think Usman can To me, that's a 50-50 fight. That's not, like, a 70-30 fight like Vegas has it. It's a 50-50, that's why in I like my him. opinion. I mean, yeah. it's, it's too crazy of a... Yeah, you put down 300 on Chimaev, you only win 100. You put down 300 on Usman, you win double your money pretty much. So. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Give me Usman that one. I, yeah, I'm kind of leaning. I'm, I'm Usman. Yeah. Main event, Islam versus Volkanovski 2. The first fight happened in Australia, right? Uh, Volkanovski lost the decision. Islam won. Now it's in Islam's home country, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Same thing with Volk. He's coming in on two weeks' notice because the main event, uh, the guy pulled out Oliveira. Oliveira, yeah. Um, to me, this one's a little different because what Usman does really well, Chemayev does really well. And what Volk does really well is different from Islam because Islam's an elite wrestler and Volk's a stand-up guy. So I think Volk needed a full camp for this one. He needed to train wrestling. He's been out for a while. So I think Islam's going to win on this one because he's just going to wrestle him the whole time. And I think Islam can get a finish in this one, like third round, because I don't think Volk's going to have the cardio like he would in a full camp. So what do you think, Joe? I'm going to go different from everybody. I know everybody's on Makachev to dominate, like you just said, but I just think Volk, he's, you know, he's an elite striker, like you said, stand-up guy. I think he can, he can catch his chin. Um, you know, everybody likes to compare Makachev to Khabib. Like, he's this dominant, like, he, yeah, he's going to take you down, but what does he really do when he takes you down to the ground? It's not yeah, like he didn't do much to Volk in the first fight when he took him down. He just kind of held him there. He just holds you on the ground, yeah. or at least he holds Volk because Volk's really strong. Um, I don't think he's going to ground and pound him and finish him. I, I could see, you know, 
Volkanovski, every nobody believes he's going to win. I could see him, you know, catching Makachev's chin and kind of upsetting and Vegas being real out. happy about it. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? What do you think, Dad? Uh, even though I, this one's, this is one that I like. The reach concerns me. I like, even though I like Volk, I think Islam's gonna, yeah. gonna win. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's a superior fighter. And the reach, I mean, from the last fight, yeah, I know the last thirty seconds were he won, Volk won, but I have, I'm I'm on Islam on this one. I will say, if that fight was like to the death, Volk would have won because he was definitely the fresher fighter at the end. He was ground and oh, pounding, yeah. dropped him. I mean, yeah, he would have no, won. Yeah, that. Islam was tired. Yeah, he was. He, he was gassed out. He was gassed out. out on that one. But to me, Volk's not going to have the cardio because he didn't have a full camp. He's not going to be able to withstand what he did in the first fight. Well, I mean, you know, that good if if you don't know if he's been training on his own or he's been keeping up, you you'll know right away when you see him coming in, and mm-hmm. and you know how they look, and and you 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 pretty much tell by that point that when they you walk know, out. Oh yeah, when they walk out, like oh man, he's soft or wow, he's been he's been training on his own. Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of these guys, this is. Like they train twenty four. I mean, I'm not say twenty four seven, but they're in there rolling on you know the mat and, and, and fighting. And I like Volk, but I don't. I if I I'm putting my money on Islam on this one. Yeah. But I I wouldn't. Mind, I would like to see him win. But if I'm betting, I'm taking Islam. Is the line right? Plus or minus two sixty Makachev? You think that's right? Like a two to one? I think that's about right. Yeah, I think yeah. it's about right. I'll look at it right now, but I think that's about right. Yeah, I I I do think Volk has a chance. But I just think everything's stacked against him. Like with the 10 days notice, the cardio, he's going to Islam's home country. The guy lives there in Dubai. It's just, it's... Yeah, that's tough. He's going to have all the Muslim people and, you know, decision in UFCs, I go anyway. But, you know, it's in Abu Dhabi, so they'll probably give it to Islam anyway. Volk didn't even win a decision in uh, Australia. In his home country. In his hometown. So I think he has to finish him to win. It's tough. I I think it's it's leaning towards uh, Makachev more. I think the Usman Chamaya fight is more like kind of 50-50, even though the odds don't say it is. But Currently they got Makachev at minus 270 and Volk at 70. plus, two, uh, plus 212. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 I mean, yeah, two to one. Yeah. yeah. I think so people he's disciplined, too. He's not going to be out of shape. People think that fight is going to be closer. What's the Usman and Chamayev line? Oh, that's like the Usman is plus 264 and is minus 344. So that's crazy because yeah. Usman opened up at plus 190. So yeah. that means all the money is on Chamayev. Correct. Yep. That's why I would bet Usman because if everybody in their grandma, all the casuals bet Chamayev, then Vegas is like, okay. Let me let me take Usman. Let me tell you, there might be a lot of parlays on Usman and, and Volk. I mean, people that there's money makers there. If I was parlays. parlaying that, I would go Usman and Islam. That's what I would do. Us, uh, yeah. Usman and Islam. That's won't what you make would as do. Much money, but you yeah. Know, but you know, a lot of guys in Vegas go for like, you know, the the the, the money or. But that's not a bad parlay because uh, Volk was pound for pound number one at one time, and so was Usman. So yeah. if you're parlaying two. Uh, few, or past pound for pound number ones. It's not bad. Yeah, these guys yeah. have been there and done that. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be yeah. good. It's gonna be a great fight. I, yeah. I mean, if it's anything like the other fight, it's gonna be a very good fight. So how does uh? Let's start with uh, Islam and Volk. How does Volk get it done, Joe? Because you were on Volk. You said knockout. What I think round? he has to knock him out. I'd say late, like maybe end of the third, beginning of the fourth. 
So um, what's your final prediction? What round? I'll I'll say Volk by knockout in third round, like mid fourth, fourth round. Okay. What about you? you know, the over and under in that on the it's four and a half rounds. It's four, yeah, four and a half. So oh, four and a half, yeah. Four and a half. So I would take the under on that. I would take the under. I take the under. yeah. I take the under. Definitely take the under. But what do you think? Um, how does Islam get it done? Submission, knockout, I think it's a, decision. I don't know if you could knock him out. I think it would be on submission. And if Volk's going to win, I think it's going to be on a knockout. But yeah. I saw I saw Islam doing an interview. He said he couldn't submit Volk because he has no chin. He's like a little guy yeah, with like no chin. Well, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the problem. That's the problem. Couldn't I submit mean, him. The reach sometimes are kind of like, you know, yeah, it's a positive, but these little guys have no neck. You can't, you know. I was I was going to ask you that. Your experience, is that true? Like the little guys oh, are yeah. harder to submit no, because they have no chance. The, the, the big guys, <laughs> for me, like when I was into fights, the quickest way to end it was on, on a rear naked choke. And the big guys are easy. The little guys, oh, my God, the worst fights I've had are like the 150-pounders. And that's me and mm-hmm. two guys that are like fighting. And, and those are the tough ones because the little mm-hmm. guys could fight. The big guys gas out and... They're easy to submit. The little guys are hard. That's what uh, Cormier, you know, Daniel Cormier, he does, he trains with Volk and Khabib. They're in like the same camp. And Khabib and um, Islam were saying that they can't submit him because he has no neck. He's like a a short, fat guy with no neck. That's why I like him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So, okay. So what was your final prediction? Islam by what? Uh, Islam by um, submission. Submission and, and round. Volk, it has to be by a knockout. But like you say, Islam's gonna win. So oh, Islam gonna win by submission. What round? Third, somewhere in the third. I'm kind of similar to you, like third, fourth yeah. round. Islam, I'll probably go third round. And I would go the under. I would definitely take the under. Yeah, under I think so too. Under four and a half, man. That's just because even Volk was saying he's like, I don't have a choice. I have to go in there and knock him out because yeah. I don't have like a full camp. Like I can't show him respect. Yeah, and it's five rounds. So he's like, I have to knock him out. And I thought he gave him too much respect last time. You know, Makachev, and I said it before. I'll say it again. He's not Khabib. You know, he doesn't. He's a great wrestler, but when he takes you down, he's not going to ground and pound. I thought Volk gave him way too much respect in the first fight. Do you think that uh, that should be Volk's mindset? Because he's been saying that in interviews all week leading up to the fight. He says, "I'm not going to show him respect in this fight." as far as, like, his skills, because they haven't fought before. He's like, I know what he's like. I can't show him that respect. I have to go in there, press the action, knock him out. So he's going to go in there all out and try to knock him out early. Yeah, because he doesn't have, like, a full camp behind him either. So he doesn't have the cardio. So, I mean, is that the approach you would take, or would you just try to, like, dance around and maybe try to find one opening in the entire fight? Well, I mean, if let's say if I'm Volk and I've been training hard and I've been keeping up with my cardio, yeah, you know, I probably go the distance, but... Knowing what I saw from the last fight, if I was him, I'd try to knock him out early. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he kind of has to go for broke, right? Yeah. So. I'm not saying give him no respect. I mean, obviously, you have to respect everybody that you're fighting, but... He's just going to have to get in the pocket more and, like, yeah, take those be, chances more. Yeah, he's going right? to have to... Right, yeah. 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 That's what, I mean, I, of course, give him respect, but he's going to have to... Press a little press bit. harder, yeah. 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 I think he pressed too late on that last fight. Way too late. Yeah. All right. Um, did we give our Usman Chemaev? I'm going no. Usman third round knockout or TKO. What are you going, Joe? I'm gonna go Chemaev. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Chemaev's gonna knock him out. I like Chemaev's stand up game too. I but if I'm gambling, I want to see them walk out first because I know we got caught with McGregor and Poirier that one time. Every this reminds me of that same thing. 
Everybody was on McGregor. He walked out. He looked a little nervous, and then Poirier walked out. His shredded eight-pack, six-pack. I think Usman could be in that kind of shape, too. But he's not going to be because he doesn't have the camp, you know? He didn't have the camp behind him. It's like 10 days' notice. The guy's been on the couch. But this guy's like a workout fanatic. Yeah, man. he's he like is. a he fitness a, guy. Yeah, he's like, a, and he's got genetically, that guy's like shredded all Chimaya's the time. has been training for like freaking four months straight. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm on Chemayev. I'll say, I'll say third or fourth round knockout for Chemayev. What do you think? Um, third or fourth round Chemayev? Yeah. I think you said Usman. You were with yeah, me Usman. on Usman. Well, this is a three. Isn't it a three round fight though? It's three. Oh, yeah. it is three. three. Okay. It's three. It's not a yeah, championship. It's, it's fight. not a championship. Fight. Well, that changes it then. Yeah, that's better you know for Usman. That favors that's Usman. For Usman. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean. I agree with you. I don't. I won't bet this until I see them coming out and see the shape they're on, and then I'll immediately go and place my bet. But I gotta see what they look like first before I do that bet. But I still like Usman. You know, my decision knockout. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with a knockout. Usman knockout. Yeah. So it's like me. I got Usman third round. What yeah. round? First uh, or second? No, I got him Usman third round. Third round knockout. Yeah, it's okay. third round. Main event. I thought sometimes main events they do five rounds. It's not the main. It's Islam the main, and Volk. The, yeah. Oh, Volk and Volk okay. And, yeah. yeah, it's That's a great for the one fifty five. Yeah, like, I was confused on that one too. And when I noticed this, yeah, it's a, a three rounder. I it's thought main. either one could have been the main, in my opinion. Well, That's yeah, a great card. Of course. I mean, I I don't know why they don't do two co-main events. Yeah, I, but the Islam Volk one is definitely the main because Islam's the 155 champion, Volk's the 145 champ and they're fighting at 155. So Volk could get two belts and then Islam if no. he wins, they say he's going to be pound for pound number 1. So it's like a this is a huge fight. Who's number 1 now? John Jones. John Jones. Yeah. That's crazy. He just comes back yeah, 3 years. The guy never lost. He's a beast. Yeah, so. I mean, that guy's a, he's from another If there's planet. if there's one guy we got to send overseas to represent us, we're sending John Jones. John Jones. Oh, that's a kick-ass. I'm sending that guy. Dude, John Jones we're looking at his social media. He could shoot too. Like he, he practices trains. in the range too. Yeah, I won't fight that guy. So he could fight and shoot. Yeah. And he's got two Belgian Malinois at his house. Bro, if you try to rob that guy, you're no, you're gonna that's, die. That's one guy I sent a drone. <laughs> <laughs> When's that you're Stipe? Yeah, yeah. Stipe and Jones. Is that in December? That that's coming up too, yeah. It's gonna be good. That'll be a good one too. I'll look forward yeah, to that we one too. We gotta watch that one together. Yeah, for sure. All right, third topic, third quarter. Miami Heat. We didn't get Damian Lillard. We didn't really make any marquee free agents at all. We drafted Jaquez, the Mexican guy. He actually looked pretty. He looked pretty good though. Come on. <laughs> they call him the Mexican Jimmy Butler. Is that what they call him? Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know. I'm disappointed in the Heat. I, I don't think they're gonna do anything this year. I think they'll make the playoffs, win a playoff game, and that's it. I'm a little uh, different on the Heat. I'm not thrilled with what happened with Damian Lillard. Um, I think Pat Riley at some point is going to have to give up the team to maybe Spolstra to step in and be the GM. Um, Dude, I think Pat Riley should resign. But we still have the guys. We still have our two horses, Jimmy Butler and Bam. But That's Pat Riley, to- as a GM, what has he done? Like he has, besides LeBron, bringing LeBron and Bosch to Miami, well, ev- was, ever since Shaq. then, what has he done, though? Oh. Like, what has he done? It's. <laughs> It's a what have you done for me lately, league? What has he done? The Heat's been in the finals like two of the last three years, right? Yeah, yeah but I this mean, team, this team is capped out though. They can't, they can't win with this team they have. I, I think Pat Riley, he's like a boy. Pat Riley does every year. He's gonna make this crazy trade midseason, and he's gonna make them contenders. Like, I mean, I think he's a great. I think he was a great coach. I think he's a great GM too. I, that's just my opinion. I just, I don't, 
I think he was great. I think he's past his prime now. Because if we would have got Damian Lillard or Donovan Mitchell the year before or any other marquee free agent that was out Durant. there, we could win the championship. Durant, Bradley Beal, he, he's failed on all these guys. So for me, it's like... But maybe they don't want to be like the Pat Riley way because, man, he wants them to play defense. And Durant... They don't hear them play defense. But even you have to admit, from a talent perspective, we're maxed out. Like, we don't have any superstar. Like, Jimmy Butler's a superstar in the playoffs, but during the regular season, he kind of coasts and then he picks it up. But we don't have any, like, superstar players. The NBA is all about superstars. Yeah, that's why Lillard, I mean, he's a... I think he's the best point guard in the league. I think he's better than Curry. When you look at the numbers, career numbers, he has better numbers. And remember we were looking, even Vegas, if the Heat would have landed Lillard, they would have been plus 800 to win the championship. Now they're plus 3,000 to win the championship. So. Yeah, I was disappointed they didn't get Lillard, but I, I still think that... This guy just get knocked out? No, he got... Oh, oh he got hit in the balls. Oh, man. <laughs> that was bad. It was, I mean, I've never seen that. That was like... That's the first time I've seen that. That was rough. I went, ooh. Yeah. It kind of like stopped all of us. But when I saw yeah. that, he just... He looked like he got shot. <laughs> but, yeah, I was disappointed in, in, in Lillard, but I think he's going to do something that Pat Riley always does. He's going to pull the rabbit out of the hat like with a trade. My thing is depth, too. I think the Miami Heat are still the deepest team in the NBA. We have 10 to 12 guys that can step in and play. That was pretty bad. Oh, that nutshell was bad. Oh, man, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, look at this. Oh, 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 man. Oh. Oh, look at him just drop like that. It looked like he got shot. Oof. I mean, Jesus Christ. That's like worse than a knockout. Head <laughs> off the canvas and everything. Oh. I mean, if they don't, that's got to be two, at least a point taken off right there. I think that might be Dr. Stoppage. He's done. He's still, look, he's still down. No, let me tell you. I mean, a, a good shot there can kill you. <laughs> for sure. Literally kill you? Yes, or? absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. That's why, um, and they, they wear cups, and I mean, you take a shot right there, and the right, you could die. Wow. It look, looks like one of his balls that. exploded. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw while I was working, somebody somebody got hit, and I think it was an accident, and, and he died because of that. Just, that that's that's got to be the worst way to die, or the one of the worst. is insane. You know? Holy shit. <laughs> what were you <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, they kind of like <laughs> killed the, <laughs> the moment seeing that. Like, we all feel bad mold. for him now. <laughs> I never seen that ever. That guy went down like he was like running to the beach of Normandy. That's live reaction right there. Oh. That could be a real Joey. We, oh. could, we could show that replay and he, then our live he's not, reaction. He's not wearing a cut. There's no, no way. I, I, I thought you if had. If he's to. not, he's stupid. I think he has to because it's one of the things they they check. But look at that. Look. I don't think he's gonna get up. Oh, he's done. The yeah, guys in there. Be good on the real, like just to see that and see all our expressions. Oh my. Good reaction <laughs> reel right there. Oh, yeah. He's I, that might stop that fight. He's crying, too. The guy's crying. If I was this trainer, I wouldn't oh, let him go back yeah. up. Look, he'd he's crying. Look at him. Of course. I mean, he, <laughs> I'd be probably, the same way, dude. If, he probably crushed the testicle or something. I oh. mean, that's like, that pain oh, is man. insane. He didn't even know what's going on. It's like he got knocked out. He didn't even know where he is. Yeah, no. I mean, I've seen people shot. I mean, that looks like that guy got shot. Like that's how he went down. Like somebody took a shot him with a took a bullet in the, in the Holy chest. Holy shit! He's trying to look. The doctor's trying to take a peek to see if it's. Cause you can tell right away if it's crushed. Or not. If it's exploded, oh, oh yeah. I, I can't watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is wow. 
Anyway. I've never seen anything like it in all these years of watching fights and being in fight. I never seen anything like it. That's oh, why, man. One of the things in police work, we're trained to take a good shot right there. Oh man! You think his balls exploded? I think one must be crushed. <laughs> I mean, if it's crushed, it's over. It's. I mean, it's not funny, but it. Is. Yeah, it's that pain. I mean, I don't wish that on anybody. Well, he can't even get know, up. Look, he can't get up. Oh no, no, that 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 this fight ain't gonna go on. Oh. Oh man. I mean, this ain't going to go on. It, look at him. That pain is incredible. Yeah. No, he should be going. He should be on a stretcher going to the hospital now. Because if he didn't recover by the now and the pain hasn't subsided. Oh, my goodness. Something serious. He got a crushed testicle. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Okay. Enough of crushed testicles. <laughs> wow. That's what I was like. Back to the heat. Back to, back to the heat. What were you saying about uh, the heat? You were saying you think they're going to do better than... Yeah, I still think we have the best depth. Um, I think Boston and Milwaukee are top-heavy. They have really good starting fives. But one or two injuries to their key players, and they're, I think they're done. And then, like I said, we still have the, the two horses. We got Jimmy and Bam is actually the most winningest duo in the NBA since they got together as far as, like, playoff wins. I mean, Jimmy's getting old. He is getting pretty old. Yeah, but look at LeBron. He's still almost 40, still playing. Yeah, but LeBron's like a superhuman. Yeah, but he's slowing down, though. Did you I mean, see Did you see uh, that LeBron is under investigation for PEDs? I heard that. So, but so I, it yeah, came I, out. There's yeah. like a story saying that his wife is like the, the front woman or whatever. Like she's buying the PEDs so they can't link it to LeBron. And that. But how does he not? Do they, don't they get tested? I'm sure they get tested. Do they test in the NBA? Yeah. Of course. But I feel like steroids doesn't matter in the NBA, does it? I think it is. Does. It going to make you shoot a basketball better? Of no, of course, so strength and, and jump and more for recovery. I'd feel like you probably gain a couple inches on your vertical leap. Yeah, instantly. I mean, and your muscle mass is. Yeah, I think it's definitely. I mean, baseball no, but in, but the NBA is going to do everything to suppress that because LeBron's the face of the, the NBA. He's the moneymaker. Yeah. So I mean, you're not. You're not even. That's not even going to be a thing. I don't think. Yeah, look, they, this fight's over. Oh man. Poor guy. He's like, I'm sorry. But I wanted to ask you guys with regards to Tyler Hero, right? He's back. On his social media page, he was pretty ticked off during the offseason. He took off Miami Heat guard, thought he was going to get traded. Now he's back on the team. I'm more so worried about the chemistry. Do you think the chemistry is going to be there? Is he going to want to be there after his name was in trade rumors the whole offseason? It was like Dame for Hero and picks. And that's all he heard the whole offseason. Is the chemistry going to be there? Is he not going to want to be there? What do you think? I think that's one of the, the moves he's going to, Riley's going to make a trade for. for he's gonna, oh, yeah. That's, I think that's part of the package. What do you think, Joe? I don't know. Yeah, I think eventually he will get traded. But he, I mean, you're a professional basketball player. You're getting paid $30 million a year now to play in Miami, you know, close to South Beach. Yep. You've played with this group of guys now for, what, three years, four years. I think he's going to come out and play pretty well. But I would, I would try and move him. We need a guard. But I think the main thing we need is size. I don't think Bam is a true five. He's undersized, yeah. For sure. He struggled with Jokic. He struggled with Anthony Davis in the bubble. I think we just need a, a guy. And it doesn't have to be a star. Maybe a guy like Brooke Lopez that can shoot the three and mm -hmm. defend the rim. Somebody that can take the pressure off him. I think Kevin Love is going to help a lot with a full training camp this year and the heat system. He's but just old, too. He's like old, too. 
He's been playing pretty well, good, though. He did play good in the playoffs last year, I will say. Championship experience. He's a good, like, stretch big because he can shoot the ball pretty well. But I, I feel like the team's too old. Like, Lowry's, like, 40. Kevin Lowe's 40. Jimmy's getting, like, 35, 36. I mean, their two young pieces is Bam and Hero. And I think those are the ones that are going to be maybe put on the table for trades to get in, you know. Riley's about winning now. He doesn't really care about the future. It's a now. Yeah. Like, so he's going to always be pulling the trigger for now. So Bam. Have a good pick. You can move Bam easily if you get Embiid back from Philly. Yep. That You do that. You I have do that. to do that. I do that. For sure. You're going to trade Embiid for Bam? No way. You don't think so? Philly's, no. Philly's rebuilding. Yeah. You know what uh, rumors that are circulating is James Harden. The Heat might get James Harden. It's either it's either he stays in Philly, Heat, or he's going to the Clippers. Those are like the three options. Even in Vegas, those are the, the favorites. He doesn't want to be in Philly anymore, but they said every day he doesn't show up, he loses $400,000. So I don't know if that's a... I don't I, like the Harden fit for the Heat. No, he, does, he doesn't he play doesn't defense. Would you trade Hero and picks for Harden? Nope. You wouldn't do it? Mm-mm. But Harden better than Hero. Hero uh, doesn't play. They're the same player to me, and Hero is way younger. Nah, Harden's better than Hero. Come on. Mm, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit better? Yeah, I think he's better than a little bit defensively. Harden plays no defense. Guy's an MVP of the league. Tyler Hero never but won the MVP. It's not Houston James Harden you're getting. It's Right. You're getting old James Harden, no defense. Yeah. And Riley, if you don't play defense, I don't think he'll take you. Unless mm-hmm. he forces, I mean, unless he commits to Riley, I'm going to play defense and go all out, but. I don't see I don't him see doing that. that. I think Mitchell would have been a good fit for the Miami Heat. Donovan Mitchell or Damian Lillard? Damian Lillard was the perfect oh, Damian fit. Damian Lillard for sure. I, mean, that one yeah. would have been like, I think the Heat could have won the championship with Lillard. It's like we needed one more score, score like that to win the championship. But now, I, with this roster, I think the Heat, that's their, we've seen their ceiling, right? It's finals and win a game, and that's it. We saw it in the bubble. We saw it last year. But once you get to the finals and you have those superstar players, Jokic, LeBron, Davis, we don't have players like that. So, yeah, and Jimmy, he kind of gassed out in the yeah, finals Jimmy last out year. In the finals. I mean, look how look how good he played through the whole playoffs. He can't carry the load. Yeah. I mean, he's not LeBron James or only and LeBron. I, and I guys Hero like that. Was coming back and but he never came back. I mean, yeah, he was supposed to come back with yeah, the, he was the to hand come injury. Back with the hand injury never came back. So that kind of like t- tells you a lot about the guy too. You know, shows that, and especially in the off season with the. The social media makes him. I think he's prima donna, like a crybaby. Yeah, guy. you're getting thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, like and, and they, they paid him too. He paid him like a hundred mil. Yeah, and they, they drafted him. They handpicked this kid over, you know, oh, a bunch yeah. of other players. Crazy man. All right, last topic. This is a new segment on the show. So it is called overrated, underrated, or just right. And it could be anything. Okay. It could be sports. It could be food. It could be people. So I'm going to name something, and then you guys will say overrated, underrated, or just right. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Miami Dolphins. Overrated, underrated, just right. I'm going to go underrated. Just right. Just right? Yeah. So they're not overhyped or underhyped they're they're right just, there? Yeah. Okay. Second one. Mustang GT. Overrated or underrated? The car. Overrated. Overrated Mustang? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? I'm going to say just right. Just I think right? It's, just, okay. You're yeah. a Ford guy? You like Ford? I like some Fords. I don't. It's not my favorite, but... Fix it on race day. <laughs> That's what Ford day. stands for, fix it on race day. Fun on the road dead. 
Oh, man. All right. Third one. It's a food. Bacon. Overrated, underrated, just right. Underrated. Bacon's underrated? Heck yeah. I agree with you. I, I love bacon. Yeah, but bacon you can makes put anything bacon on good. anything. Yeah, yeah. Bacon so makes you're going to say underrated? Yeah. Bacon underrated. and eggs, bacon cheeseburger. Like. Bacon and a chocolate chip cookie. It makes like anything. You bacon. can it honestly go with too. anything. For yeah. sure. Yep. This one is a holiday. Halloween. Overrated, underrated? I'm going to go overrated. Halloween's so overrated to me. It like lasts for a couple hours, and now kids don't even knock on the doors for candy anymore. To me, Halloween overrated. Yeah, I go overrated. We have no kids in the neighborhood, so I mean, that's, yeah, it's like... I feel like it's too yeah, dangerous to knock on doors now anyway. Kids don't go outside anymore, so no, that overrated. neighborhood in Chapel Trail, that was like the best neighborhood for Halloween, but now you don't, you don't see that. We don't even put candy Overrated, out. right? Overrated, you see yeah. Pembroke Pines, they said was the number one place to raise a family. A family? Yeah, I like believe when it, we yeah. were growing up, it was number yeah. one. Straight suburb, yeah. Yep. It, it, it is a good place to a raise place. a family. Yeah, yeah. The only thing about that place, everything is out of the way from Pembroke Pines. You got to travel, you take a 30 minute drive wherever you want to go. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go to the beach, and yeah, I agree. All right, next one Mercedes Benz. Oh. Overrated, oh. underrated. Overrated. Overrated. <laughs> the most overrated yes. car on yes. the market, Mercedes yes. Benz. The, and I mean, that car, just to. Doing all changes like a fortune. You know, my mom just got her car out of the shop two weeks ago. Yeah. Check engine light just came on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, and, and you know what they do, especially with Mercedes? They give you the three-year warranty right up at that mark. They start having all problems. Oh, yeah. I'm, cars. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer. I don't know about you, Joe, that that these cars are programmed. They hit 36,000 miles. They're, something goes. Issues. AC, it could be anything. AC. Yeah. That's, it's such a scam. Right? Computer, I, they do it on purpose. Yeah, that computer is programmed. Yeah. That it's a malfunction. Malfunction at 36,001 miles. I believe that too. Mercedes is a scam. Oh, yeah. Big time. Overrated. 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 Oh, yeah. The Ram TRX truck with the Hellcat engine in it. Overrated, underrated. Oh, underrated. Underrated? Or just right, maybe. Even even with the gas, the 10 mile, <laughs> was it? 10 miles what? per gallon? I've been in that truck. <laughs> let me tell you, I've I never been in anything like it. Your neighbor's got one. My neighbor's got one, and he stepped on it, and I was looking at the road through the uh, sideways as to how the car's a beast. That truck is sweet. I'll go just right, just because of the gas mileage. What do you yeah, think? If, I he's home, if he's home, I'll have him come by and show you guys. It's yeah, I'd like to see that. Insane. I'd say underrated. I mean, I've never rode in one, but I feel like Dodge, they get a bunch of shit for their vehicles, but I'd, you know, I never rode in the Hellcat Demon either, but... I just mm -hmm. think it's cool that they're putting these supercharged V8s. and. I like Dodge. Their Hellcats are nice. Yeah. They're, yeah. I think yeah. I'd take Dodge over Ford. Oh, yeah. Dodge oh, yeah. over Ford oh, all day. Sure. I'll take the Hellcat over the Mustang any day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Halfway done. Next one. California. Overrated, underrated. <laughs> overrated. <laughs> I think overrated? Want, yeah, they can succeed, succeed and be their own freaking nation for as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> And take Oregon and Washington with you. So you know Joe, his girl, goes to California for FEMA. Right. She confirmed uh, what my friend had said about California, that there's homeless people on the highway. Oh, yeah. They're living in tents. It's a dump. $8 gas. I mean, oh, yeah. that place overrated. Oh, I, I, yeah. The last five, six years, I've been going there for baseball games, and you can't walk on the street because there's needles, bombs, feces. I mean, it's the most disgusting, disgusting. place I've ever seen. Overrated, and, right? Yeah, overrated. Yeah. And when you have like a million people moving out 
of that state of year, that, you know that's your problem. I'm sure it was nice, like, you know, in the 80s, 90s, you know, from all these movies. That was probably the place to be in the 80s, 90s, in California. Yeah, I mean, probably, but now, I mean, I, and it's like, from San Diego to San Francisco, the whole place is like, oh, God. You think they're too far gone? Like, it's... Oh, yeah, that's, they don't ever come back. I mean, there's just that's their thinking is very, very liberal and... I don't know. They care more about the illegal than they do their own people over there. Crazy. All right, three more. Tampa, Florida, slash St. Petersburg. Overrated, underrated? Underrated. Well, um, you got it. The way you said it, Tampa, overrated, St. Pete, underrated. To me, it's like the same thing, honestly. It's yeah. not, but like they're like, I would so never close live to each in other. Tampa, but I would live on, in the St. Pete side. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's underrated. Uh, I lived in Tampa for a couple years. It's uh, better than Orlando, right? Where you live now, it's way better. Tampa. Yeah, I think Tampa. The zoning is crazy there. There's there's jokes about it. Like you could have a dentist right next to a strip club, and then a restaurant. I don't know. It's just funny over there in Tampa. But, yeah, but St. Pete's beautiful. Their strip clubs are weird. Yeah. It's like you could be topless <laughs> in Tampa? and yeah, you can be topless and no alcohol, or it's got the weirdest or. Or full, they're not full nudity. You'd be topless and no alcohol or alcohol and with a bikini. It's like the yeah. weirdest place. Yeah, I don't understand that. And the people but, there, they, they actually do think they're like pirates, like retired pirates. Um, remember we were there a couple of weeks ago and the guy was like, yeah, all the retired circus people live in Gibsonton. So it's just, a, it's a weird bunch over there. But St. Pete, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, I love St. Pete's the best. I love St. Pete. I love St. Pete, yeah. That's where I would move. Two more. Miami, Florida. Overrated, underrated? Yeah. Overrated. <laughs> why is it Why is it overrated? Uh, I call it the sewer. <laughs> I hate that place. I worked there, and when I started, it was like, okay, it was good. But then it just, like, it became like everybody moved. I mean, you got a whole bunch of, like, a whole South America there, and we don't have the infrastructure <laughs> to support it. You got Venezuelans. I mean, I'm Cuban. You Venezuelans, got like Nicaraguans. I mean, you got everybody there, and the, the streets. You can't go anywhere with a gridlock and overrated. I do feel like that about Miami. You have every single culture there, and it doesn't mix. I and feel yeah, like. And the driving <laughs> sucks over there. I mean, it's horrible. Oh, the driving's beyond awful. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I'd say overrated. And I don't have the same experience that you do with it. You know, I was born there, lived there for four or five years, moved to Pines, but. I just feel like it's way overcrowded. The people, yeah. every, you know, and people want to move to Florida because, you know, everything that happened with COVID, it's, you know, free state, all that stuff. But everyone, I think everyone flocks down here because of the weather, you know, tropical landscape, stuff like that. But Miami, there's, there's a lot of stuff to do, a lot of fun stuff. I wouldn't leave here to go somewhere else, I don't think. No. Unless it's like Broward or Palm Beach, but. St. Petersburg. <laughs> It's fun to visit. I'll say that. I don't yeah. know if I'd want to live there. Yeah, live the there in no way. I think I think it's overrated too. Miami. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. All right. Last one. Pineapple on pizza. Overrated. Underrated. Overrated. To me, that's overrated. overrated. I I can't do pineapple on pizza. Yeah, There's no way. I can't either. No, that's overrated. Overrated. Hawaiian pizza. Oh yeah, I don't like. And it. some people even do pineapple ham. And yeah, pizza. no, I, right. That to me makes it a little, a little bit better. better, but not. Yo, ham on pizza. Well, yeah. with pineapple, it's yeah, it tastes sexually. It's not, but if it's just pineapple and pizza, it's like ooh. 
Pretty yeah, I agree. You got to have some kind of meat on there, protein. Yeah. I will say two days ago, I went to pizza place uh, down south of Miami. It's called Miami Slice. This is the best pizza in Florida. Dave Portnoy's been there, the Barstool guy. He rates pizzas. Best pizza in Florida. Confirmed it. It's amazing. Where is it again? It's Miami Slice. It's like kind of by the Heat Stadium almost. Oh, okay. Like down there. I went to a good play, Italian place too. It's called Crust. I think it's on the, the river actually, like North River Drive somewhere over there. But man, they they had the best chicken parm in the whole country, number one rated. Oh, I'm a fan of chicken parm. I love yeah. chicken parm. Got to try it out. Righty, I guess that'll do it for us. Any uh, anything else you guys want to say before we wrap it up? It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you Thank you for being on the pod for sure, man. Time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks Thank for having guys. us. Absolutely. Yep. Did you guys see that Manning Cast audition? No. Oh, the Manning Cast. You never oh, seen Manning Cast man. with Peyton and Eli? I've seen it, but They're not. Oh, it's funny. Oh, we got to see that after this. They did. Mike McDaniel was on there, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mike McDaniel's was the best. Mike McDaniel is funny. He's, He's low-key funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. could do a show just on that that audition. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the funniest thing I ever seen. Yeah, he's but, a very likable guy, for sure. Oh, Mike yeah. McDaniel. Yeah, he's, he's a little weird, but he's he's a he's yeah. a good guy. No, I I don't know if he's weird. He's just like, I think he's like me. He's kind of grumpy. Gets aggravated with stupid questions, you know. Mm-hmm. Because they asked him, you know, in the first five games of the season, you guys have, have like, the most rushing, you know, the most yards in NFL history. He goes, oh, yeah, that was my goal in preseason for the first five games. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, I like a sense of humor. You mm-hmm. know, he's like a grumpy young guy. That's what the media does, too. They, they try and hype up all these records that are cool records, you know. Like the 70. Do you guys think we should have went for the 73 instead of the 70? Yeah, I think we should have broke goal? the record for sure. You know what? I I, I, I kind of like didn't. I, I, you know, it showed a lot of class in this part, and I'm glad he didn't do it. Because it just, you know, when you're down like that, why are you just I mean, embarrassed? It's the professionals. Don't do that. Because you know what? It's going to come back and bite you. you know? And so it I, did. <laughs> Next week, we got blown out by Buffalo. So Did yeah. you see uh, Mike McDaniel? He was a coordinator for uh, the Browns. And he confirmed what everybody thought about Johnny Manziel. So he did zero tape. Like he didn't look at tape not one time. Really? Johnny Manziel. Nope. That might fly in college, but when you get to the pros, you got to watch Said he film. never looked at tape not one time. Wow. <laughs> He'd be at partying in the club. That's crazy. All right, guys, podcast episode 28. Thank you for watching. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, at the Joe and Joey Show, and we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, we rocking hot as Puerto Rico. We the way. Going and place your bets. Check the over under. We the face. It's no debate. We the greatest, but we debating your favorites. Greater raise the points of discussion. Then we push it. Feeling like Michael Jordan with the Bulls. Feeling like I'm about to raise KG with the Timber Bulls. I'm getting pulled in all kinds of directions. To the game, yeah, you know that that's the best one. So just watch or just listen to the guys. Tune in to the show. Joe and Joey on the ride. So just watch or just listen to the guys. Tune in to the show. Joe and Joey.